Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hey, everybody. It's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to Money Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for a Richer Life. Today's topic, are your deposits insured? But first, a big thank you to everyone who nominated Money Girl for Best Business Podcast in the Podcast Awards. Voting is open now through August 11th, and you can vote once per day. I'd really appreciate your vote. Grammar Girl is also nominated for People's Choice and Best Education Podcast, and I know she'd really appreciate your vote, too. To vote, visit www.podcastawards.com. And now on to our topic. Have you ever wondered what the FDIC logo at your bank really means? What level of protection does the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation offer, and does the insurance apply to you? I want to start with a little history. The U.S. government created the FDIC in 1933 to restore the public's confidence in the U.S. banking system after the widespread bank failures of the Great Depression. Despite the word federal in the FDIC's name, the FDIC is a corporation funded by the insurance premiums banks pay for the coverage. The FDIC insures deposits at U.S. banks that purchase the insurance. In the event that an FDIC-insured bank goes broke, deposits are protected up to $100,000 per depositor. Certain retirement accounts, such as IRAs and KEOs, are protected up to $250,000 per account holder. For most everyone, the $100,000 limit on deposit accounts is more than sufficient. But what if you have more than this amount in your account? For example, let's say you've just sold your house and you park $150,000 in proceeds in Belly Up Bank until you're ready to buy your next house. Well, Belly Up Bank fails. If the bank is FDIC insured, the FDIC would pay you $100,000. But what about your remaining $50,000? That portion, unfortunately, is uninsured. Whether you're able to recover any of it depends on whether enough money is available after the assets of Belly Up Bank are sold. Federal law requires the FDIC to make payments to depositors as quickly as possible after a bank fails. If a new bank were to assume the accounts of the failed bank, your accounts would be made available to you through the new bank. Hey, everybody. It's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast 
that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. It is possible to have more than $100,000 covered at an FDIC-insured bank if you have multiple accounts and the ownership type of the accounts is different. For example, if you have a $100,000 certificate of deposit in your own name and a $20,000 checking account in the name of your corporation or trust at the same bank, your accounts would be insured for a total amount of $120,000. Not all types of accounts are covered by FDIC insurance. The insurance covers checking and savings accounts, money market deposit accounts, certificates of deposit, and outstanding cashier's checks. It does not insure money in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities, or life insurance policies, or the contents of safe deposit boxes. Generally speaking, insurance is designed as a safeguard against rare occurrences. How well the FDIC protects deposits comes down to the amount that the FDIC holds in reserve. In June 2007, the FDIC's reserve ratio was 1.2%. That means that the FDIC has $1.20 for every $100 it insures. While FDIC insurance would protect your deposits in the event that your bank goes under as an isolated case, it's not designed to handle an extensive banking system collapse. So what can you do to make sure your deposits are covered? Here are a few tips. First, confirm that your checking account, savings account, and any CDs you own are covered. Most, but not all, banks in the U.S. have FDIC insurance. Banks that have it are required to display the FDIC logo at their branches and on their websites. I've posted a link you can use to check to see if your bank is FDIC insured at the end of the transcript for this episode on the Money Girl website at quickanddirtytips.com. If your bank is not FDIC insured, switch to one that is. Second, don't exceed the FDIC insurance limits at any one bank. Insurance issues aside, remember that it's generally not a good idea to keep a large amount of money at a bank since the rate of return on bank deposits usually does not outpace inflation. Third, diversify among financial institutions if need be. If, for some reason, you do need to keep more than $100,000 deposited in a bank, 
keep it at multiple FDIC-insured banks in accounts with $100,000 or less. For example, if you have $50,000 deposited with Bank of America and $100,000 deposited with Ing Direct, your deposits would be completely insured for a total of $150,000. So here's wishing you deposits that are well protected. As always, everyone's situation is different, so be sure to consult a tax or financial advisor before making important financial decisions. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for seeking personalized professional advice. Cha-ching! That's all for now, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. If you'd like to request a topic or share a money tip of your own, email it to money at cutienow.com or call it into my voicemail line, 877-6-RICHER. Money Girl is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips Network. Check out the other great podcasts like Mr. Manners. This week, he's talking about how to politely greet someone. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. It's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts.